Santa Clara rezones that can add thousands of homes in the next several years. California didn't go bust again. Bay Area home sales dip amid financial uncertainty. Palo also ambitious plans for transitional housing hits financial hurdle. And much more as we go over the latest headline articles of the week and my thoughts. Let's take a look and thanks again for tuning in. First and foremost, Santa Clara County or Santa Clara, the city, 76 acres rezoning could add thousands of homes. 76 acres of office parks in northern Santa Clara have just been rezoned to add high density housing. Very exciting news. Where is this place itself? Let's take a look on the map. This area is here right next to Great America. Uh, it's north of Mission College. Many of you guys probably didn't even know there was this many like office buildings here because this, this area is, most of the companies here have not been doing um, as well. They're kind of smaller office space and they can quite frankly be moved to other areas. But the location, as you can see from a map perspective, is very good, it's very central to things. Easy access to 237, easy access to 101, easy access uh, to Lawrence Expressway. It's this little quadrant here, right here in the middle. This is 76 acres and it has the opportunity to be rezoned, uh, is being rezoned to add potentially 12,000 homes. Very exciting news. And we should likely see, um, hopefully, more of this continue to progress as Every city has issues to try to create more housing and more density for uh, people that have been moving here. As you can see, there's been a lot more construction, and you will continue to see that. A lot more commercial construction of office space continue to unfold. But at the same time, there hasn't been too many of these. But there's a lot of these warehouse spaces or old kind of office spaces that are not as popular today, especially the smaller ones where a corporate campus can't really be built that can easily be rezoned or redone so they could add a ton more housing. I mean, imagine this 12,000 homes. You know, one of the largest developments is also in Santa Clara, which is um, the Summerhill community, Nuevo. Let me see if I get. So, this is also a massive community. I think this project here what is, is this quadrant, and I think they added maybe a couple thousand, maybe I want to guess it's like two or three thousand. So this project upcoming may dwarf this, and that's very exciting news. Where else in San Mateo County and Santa Clara County do you see these kind of massive developments happening? Very few places. So very exciting things to see. It's I'm very happy that things are, are progressing. And quite frankly, they still sell very well, right? Novo is fully sold out. Now they may expand here. There are developers that own a lot of these, like a lot of the spaces here. There's a, I believe there's a large uh, corporate real estate space here, large office space. So I don't think uh, things will ever move from there or it'd be very difficult. But if they did, then they can add another piece to that overall puzzle. So very exciting. We should see some of these developments continue to happen. It's not going to be anything immediate because as you can imagine, there's still a ton of those office buildings. They got to wait till those leases expire or they got to move those people out. So it will be some time. My guess is a couple of years at the very least, maybe four or five years down the road. Uh, but either way, it's always good to see progress because of how long these things take. But be ready for that. There'll be 10,000 homes in Northern Santa Clara. Next, California didn't go bust again. I'm not saying California is perfect or doesn't need a healthy reality check at times. But this story goes over and over again. 
almost every every time there's an excuse to do so, right? They always want to, uh, you know, share all the bad things about California, and there's a reason for that. California is one of the largest uh, economies in the entire world, so it makes sense that people want to keep crashing and keep taking and, and pulling away from all the success that California has had. And here are many of the the top reasons of why people obviously choose California. I think there's a lot of things that I'm going to include on this for my own videos moving forward because these are all fantastic uh, points as to why we're all in California, in the Bay Area, why the Bay Area continues to do extremely well, why the per capita income is some of the highest in the entire country and some of the highest in the entire world. But at the same time, you're going to see this over and over again, so do not be surprised. Everyone's going to tell you Texas is so amazing, Denver is so amazing, Florida is so amazing, everywhere is so amazing. Everywhere, you know, why are they doing this, right? They're all doing this because it's it's a great opportunity for them to all bash on what California has had. Now, at the same time, I'm not, it's also not, I'm in the same boat. I'm not saying California should be resting on their laurels. They need to absolutely continue to push innovation, continue to uh, encourage immigration, right? People don't have to necessarily come, like think about the Bay Area. The Bay Area has like one eighth of the entire country's tech population. That gives you how, how dense it is. Or there's that many tech workers in the Bay Area. So we're the feeders. Every area has a feeder feeder market, right? Where are the feeder markets? Why don't you tell me in the comments below with what your thoughts are? Amongst my clients, they're feeders from other countries, right? Places like people from India, many of my clients from India, people from uh, China, people from uh, outside, just outside the country altogether. They want to come here because of the innovation from technology. Because if you are betting... If you're a betting person in the next 10 years, do you think there'll be more or less technology than we have today? Think about that. More or less technology in the next 10 years. And if one eighth of the tech workers are in the Bay Area, does the pie keep growing? Yes, most likely, right? You get more and more opportunities. You see biosciences being a major factor on the tech side of things where it hasn't been that tech-centric before. And never mind all the different things, whether it's NFTs, Web3, Metaverse, so on and so forth. And those are just other auxiliary things. Never mind other software that's continuing to eat the world. And so the key is there's tons of the keys. Can we keep bringing on great talent and great founders from all across the world into the Bay Area? And then, there, of course, there's a feeder areas within the Bay Area. Many of my clients, I'm sure you may be listening, are coming from New York, coming from Seattle, coming from Toronto, right? These very, uh, very good places. And they are looking for not necessarily a different lifestyle, but uh, the next career opportunities. And of course, the lifestyle in the Bay Area is quite nice for those uh, that are here. So there's so many different reasons that that's the key. You know, there's a reason why home prices keep going up. Clearly, it's not a max exit. It's not everybody leaving. There are people that have left. There's clearly people inside, within, along with people from the outside that want to settle down here and continue to see the long-term benefits of being in the Bay Area. Now, here's a point, and I want to bring this up and go over this. Bay Area home sales dip amid financial uncertainty. But wait, in smaller words, prices stay high, topping $1 million. Let's take a look at this data itself. It says home sales dropped nearly 20% from the previous February, which is the steepest declines in the most expensive counties. That's home sales, the volume of home sales. But wait, I thought the market is dipping. As you can see, Bay Area home sales dip. Right? You may have thought it's been prices, but wait a second. At the same time, prices for existing homes 
pushed up 17% from the previous year, topping $1.1 million. I just thought the market was dropping. What is this? Very important to understand what is actually happening. So what this actually means is that the volume may have dipped from the previous February. And it also depends on what, what happened in the previous February. This is more of a volume. It doesn't mean things have slowed down. It does actually doesn't mean any of that. It just means there was less homes to potentially buy. Or last February, there's a lot of homes at that time because of things being released at the same time. But you can see prices have continued to increase. So it's not like things have actually declined or dropped from that perspective. Um, the other thing is really, uh, so, so this is the thing, right? With rising prices came slowing sales of existing homes. That's actually not the correlation at all. This is complete false and misreading of the data altogether. It did not drop because of um, rising interest rates. The volume has dropped because there's just not that many more homes to buy. If so, you would see homes stay on the market longer and you do not see that at all. So a lot of these are, quite frankly, a complete misinterpretation of what the actual data is relative to the previous times. And that's why when you can cherry pick specific data points, like, like a specific month that can, that can pitch the story that you want to pitch, then you can manipulate this in different ways. But if, if things were actually slowing down, why would there have been an increase in prices? Right? It, doesn't make, it wouldn't make logical sense. That's not how it works. If things were really being dragged on, then there's less buyer demand, which means prices would likely be slowing down. But they were not. Right? They're not actually declining. And so that's something very valuable and very important to understand when you read these articles, especially when I share with you, like this is Bay Area home sales dip. Uh, people may be like, oh, this is a, the market is crashing. The whole world is ending. Interest rates are finally playing off. No, that's not what's happening. You will see the data yourself and you tell me if what you see of the data of what homes are selling for, if that's actually happening. Uh, very important to distinguish. Next, Palo Alto's ambitious plans for transitional housing hit financial hurdles. As other Bay Area jurisdictions acquire home key grants, City Away states verdict on $27 million requests. What is really fascinating about this is that during COVID, there was these additional funds that were allocated, right? Funds to then be able to uh, uh, pay for some of these existing sites. What's really daunting and it's really crazy, and there, I, I think there's just a lot of things on the back end. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of things on the back end. There's probably a lot of, uh, I'm going to have to just call it what it is. There must be a lot of players that are just milking this completely. I mean, take a look at this math. 55, the Redwood City secured $55 million in funds to build 240 modular units. Let's do some quick math, right? Uh, that's $229,000 for each unit. And these are modular units. I mean, does that sound kind of high to most people? Right? I mean, think about this. How much do mobile homes cost? And that's, that's kind of what a modular unit is. I mean, modular unit is, is a mobile home before, uh, before modular became a, a popular keyword or popular term. Right. It's basically a, a equivalent to no different than a mobile home. And those players that make mobile homes could do it in mass volumes. And the question is, they secure that kind of amount of funding, $55 million, which is equivalent to 
uh, basically $270,000 per unit. If they're doing it that scale, that seems kind of high. There's got to be way more efficient ways to use it. So I think there's going to be a, there's clearly a lot of players. And unfortunately, a lot of people taking money through that fund. I wonder how much is actually getting translated to building this. And I might guess it may not actually end up to be that same result. So really interesting, right? Because, you know, we have this uh, challenge of building and constructing, and it seems like there's a lot of just red tape in general for all of this things to happen. And, and I mean, take a look at this. This is like no different than actually this is, to be fair, uh, a mobile home is actually even better than what you have here. This is almost like um, those containers, those shipping containers. And I know people have repurposed shipping containers for this reason. So this is a, a part of the part of the problem, part of the reason, right? Is there actually that much innovation if the government is sponsoring these things? I know there's some interesting things. I know Elon Musk, and there's a lot of noise of a company called Boxable, right? I think they have some, they make some really inexpensive kind of foldable things. But I don't think they're really working with those types of companies where the cost can be extremely low and it can be very effective. Um, so that's the challenge with these uh, subsidies and the grants. I think a lot of it is kind of just going uh, to some middle middle people um, that are taking quite a bit of this, this money. So that's just something to be mindful of as you continue to see these projects. Next, downtown San Jose projects near Google Village are poised to correct, uh, create hundreds of homes. So this will continue to happen, right? You know, people are not going to build it just yet, per se, because the Google Village project is not even close to being completed. My guess is Google Village will probably have people move in likely 2024, 2025. That's my guess. They'll start construction as early as next year. But as they start constructing, then they can start building these uh, apartments at the same time, right? Because as soon as people start moving in, and we all know what the Google plan is of getting people into the office, then we will see uh, a lot more construction and a lot more uh, demand from a, from a rental perspective. Take a look at this. Like, Leave it in the comments below. What is your rental now? Is it higher than it was last year? I'd love to get your inputs on that. For the most part, I'm renting out a place for one of my clients. Phenomenal demand. They increased their rent by 10%. And we have plenty of great applicants, well-qualified people that can afford that type of home. So the, there's no doubt that rental figures have certainly increased significantly versus last year. And so there is that demand to continue to build more housing, even for apartments. And this is a 120 unit place. Uh, these are for rentals. So this is not a, a condo to purchase. Uh, as you see over and over, almost every week I'm sharing this, right? And this is not like re rehashing old things. Life Science Revamp is planning a big peninsula, big peninsula office building. Better developer that brought that bought San Francisco, South San Francisco building seeks to convert it. We're gonna have we're gonna see this happen time and time again. And look at the location of this. This is not exactly at Oyster Point, but it is where very close to where all the other, uh, many of the other pharmaceutical and biotech companies are. We're going to continue to see these continue to re be repurposed, especially in the peninsula where it's prime. So peninsula keep doing this. And in other areas like Santa Clara, as you saw in the beginning, it wasn't as prime for these kind of office spaces. And so for those, you'll see many great opportunities to repurpose that into housing. But for them, they don't need to repurpose that for housing. My guess is as a landlord for this, they have the opportunity to make more money just leasing out the place than to try to convert it and sell off the units, then sell off the units. There's some developments. Uh, Robson Homes opens new community of single family homes in Campbell. I think, 
I think these are all sold out, uh, but I just wanted to share some of the, the projects that are happening. And these are new single family homes. They start at $2.85 million. I think most of these are already sold out, but uh, it's always just good to know, be familiar with these new projects that may take place. Robson is a very small developer compared to all the big ones like KB, Lennar, et cetera, et cetera. I can help individuals buy these new construction homes. I've helped 15 clients within a year do this. There is no benefit of buying on your own, but be mindful. You're going to have to go fairly quickly because only, there was only like 25 homes in that whole area. And as you can imagine, that can go within weeks, if, if, if not faster. And the last but not least, let's talk about what is actually happening with tech companies. Like, what are they trying to do? They want people in, they want people out. Uh, what is the plan? Tech companies cautiously bring back, uh, bring people back while contending with hesitant employees. If you ask 30,000 employees in one company, do you think you will get a hundred percent yes on anything? Even my guess, even if you're a company that says, Hey, look, I'm going to give everybody a thousand dollars to spend for a gym membership. I guarantee not everyone will want to take it, even though that is free money. Same thing, right? Like when you have this many employees, there's no way that you're going to be able to accommodate everybody. And quite frankly, the people that are going to be complaining will be the people that are going to be making the most amount of noise. And that's what you're going to hear over and over again. Oh, I've done so well. Google has done so well in the last two and a half years. Why do we have to keep coming back? And look at the excuses that people are trying to make. Right, well, let's take out first. Let's talk about what has actually been happening with Google. So Google uh, had said two thirds of employers say they want, well, this is not Google, but this is a, a Robert Half, which is a big, uh, big employment agency. So two thirds of employees say they want their workers back in near full-time capacity. Half of employees say they'd look for a new job if that was required. It'll be interesting to see how things plan out and how things play out. Microsoft and Google added a 30-day transition period to, uh, to ease workers back into the new schedule. They are requiring uh, 3%, uh, sorry, three days a week back into the office, two days to be able to work from home. This will go site to site. But what is interesting is you can see a lot of people have continued to go back in and prefer to go back in. And it's really interesting. People also say about the level of traffic. And the benefit right now is you can't use that as an excuse. You can't be like, oh, three years ago, traffic was so bad. We waited two hours to get to work. You're not going to wait two hours to get to work these days. And so that excuse is like taking the best of both sides, right? I want the flexibility because we now have that. But now that you have the flexibility, the traffic is not as bad as it was two years ago. So you can't be like, oh, just because it was bad that time, I would have said an hour for two hours going one way. That's not how bad traffic is at the moment. And so those are funny you know, things that people bring up as an excuse to work from home. And on one end, people can be successful working from home a few days a week. But I also know for a fact that a lot of people have been slacking off tremendously working from home. So that is a, you know, a dichotomy of, of the situation. Also, the other situation on the flip side, some people can be slacking off and can be working multiple jobs, which I know for a fact, all you new real estate agents. Or number two, they can be overworked like crazy because there is no boundary anymore, right? And so that's also a big problem. Uh, that's a big problem too. So those are, those are certain things that have been an issue just of this remote work and the, the lack of boundaries. Okay, let's wrap up with the data of the week. So let's take a look, right? So you can see the data for yourself. No need to follow those clickbait headline articles. 
see the data yourself. San Mateo County, 215 new listings. Look at the price points. We are, you know, a week into April. So it's kind of continued to balance out. My guess though is April growth will probably slow down a bit, but you can see over the last few months that things decline at all. They've grown. This is single family homes in San Mateo County. They're interesting enough, there was periods last year that was actually hotter than it was now from a price burst perspective. We're finally caught up to the June 2021 figures. But look at condos and townhomes. Very interesting. We'll see how this plays out. I suspect it will probably lower. I don't think it'll be this high, but there's a lot, certainly a lot of activity for people that want to now settle in for those areas. I suspect it's going to continue to be one of the biggest bets and the best bet to make as the weeks goes on with people returning back to the office. Santa Clara County, 535 new listings. There's a lot of new listings. Look at the prices. Boom, boom, boom. Smash, smash, smash records. February, March was the highest in history. April, new highest in history. We will continue to see this con uh, continue to break records. I suspect April will still end up to be higher than March. Things will slow down the growth, but do not be surprised with these numbers. You see it very clearly for yourself of single-family homes. Look at Santa Clara County condos and townhomes. Same result. Look at these numbers for condos and townhomes. Without a doubt, still happening. I make bids for my clients for condos. It is still increasing. Something very mindful to be aware of. Interest rates have been some impact. But remember, if there was 80 people that goes to see an open house every week for one house, even as interest rates rise, let's say best case, half those people give up. That is still 40 people to go see the place. That means there's still a lot of people because what is your alternative? People need to take a step back. Yes, interest rates are higher, but it's a psychological thing. It's still very low. Do the math. What is your monthly amount? Then do the math. What is your monthly amount for rent? Because rent is 10 to 15% higher than last year. Fall back to that and understand, look, yeah, it's a psychological number. It's not four. It's not five. It could be six. What does that mean for what you're buying up to? How does that relate percentage-wise from your lifestyle-wise, from your budget-wise of, of your living situation? And then look for a home that might be applicable for that, right? That's the ultimate strategy. And the best part is you have less competition than before, right? Because even if it dropped to half, you're still competing with, you're competing still with much, with much less people. And so it's still, this is actually going to be easier than before to buy a place. But make no mistake, you're not going to be the only bidder, uh, as you can evidently see, because your alternative is paying higher in rent. Look at this, 552 new listings for Alameda County this week. That is the most it has been all year round. Look at look at prices though, same thing, continues to increase, has done has done very well. Even condos and townhomes, same thing. I'm seeing my clients um, who are losing and we know what homes go for in like Fremont, in, in uh, San Jose. And so prices are, are still continuing to increase. So thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of our weekly Friday market update. If you have any questions or thoughts or comments, leave it in the comments below. Send me a text, 408-547-4590. I'm going to be gone for the next two weeks. That's the beauty of things opening up. I'm going to be in Mexico City next week. So if you know or have any suggestions for what I should be doing in Mexico City, drop it in the comments below. Hit a like too. And then the following week, I'm going to be in New York. We have an Inman Connect conference. So if you're going to be there or if you know anyone else I should meet there, please send me, send me a DM, send me anything I should do. And I'll be back for the, for the following week. Have a good one. Stay cool. Bye now.